And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Emperor Skincare. Only now, at the end, do you understand the importance of a daily skin routine. Previously on Cautious Optimism. I can help you rewear it if you want. She's looking on bulletin boards for any word about Uncle Peter. Kyan would take this opportunity to do some research and start writing that paper on these purple people. Oh, yeah. I think Rico would probably help him with that. This is Anya Breck. Are you anywhere near planet Circom? Senator Orca from Circom has recently proposed creating a federal agency of law enforcement. If this stops the illegal return of Matorbs back to the Bratom homeworlds, then he's definitely for it. Right now, this would be very, very, very bad for us. And there's so many different opportunities for them to overstep and to not do this well. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Kyan Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. We fast forward a couple days later, and I feel like there's a moment when you're on the ship, Rico, or you're maybe in the break room getting a cup of coffee. Would it be a break room on a ship or, you know, the, the kitchen area? Kitchen. A, mess, a galley. Yeah. The galley. There you go. There. Okay. You're, on, you're in the galley, pouring yourself a cup of coffee out of the bounty hunter's helmet. Yep. And our dog friend walks in the room and says, Recruitry? Ryan, we rock? She just stares at the dog person. Is her hair standing on end yet? Yeah, pretty much. She's gripping the coffee very tightly and hissing kind of under her breath. Like she's trying not to actually freak out, but she's obviously having a very visceral reaction to the appearance of a dog person in her presence. But she doesn't say anything. No. I run to Rand, or I re-up Rat. I wanted to well you. I written Arishohate in the Rast Roar when the raft ram up with Rye Rumber. I ref Rome. I ref my Ramry and all my wrens through a roid or roar. I was erosed through a roar. That's why rhyme rear. I see. I was also opposed to the war. I also 
Well, it wasn't the only reason I left. Okay. She's like taking small steps backwards, like really <laughs> looks very uncomfortable. Why have rushing what re for your revel? I see. I suppose that's something. I shall count that in your favor. Well, why is your re rack to work? I think that would be wise for all of us. And she turns and walks away. Rico lets out a really big deep breath and then hurriedly walks in the opposite direction as quickly as she possibly can. All right. That scene was shorter than I expected, but I thought it was very powerful. So I'm, I'm tearing up over here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Aww. Emotionally poignant. All right. Let's fast forward a little bit later. I think one day when Kayun is in the warm place working on the science paper, and I expect Rico is probably there since you're working together. Your Matorb friend who you met when you first came to the town, what was his name? Fryan. Fryan shows up and he sits down at the table and looking at Kayun, he says, can I join you? Of course. So everybody's talking about the big politics mess going on right now with the, you know, League of Planets and all that. Uh, you guys are in the space shipping business, huh? Do you guys have strong feelings about it? Uh, we do. We do. It's it's a little bit complicated because, I mean, it could potentially have a lot of benefits for our people. But at the same time, I, I completely understand where my crew might fall on the side of it being a problem because it does directly affect our livelihood. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where that'd be. That'd be difficult for you. Uh, what about uh, you? Uh, was Rico your name? Yes. Um, I don't have any particularly strong opinions. I don't. This doesn't seem like a situation we can influence very much, to be honest. I think we'll just have to we'll just have to deal with the fallout, whichever way it goes. It doesn't seem like we have much power here. Well, I got to say that's why I love living on this planet. It's not a member of the league. Most people don't even know it exists. You know, there's no law here. No government, no politics, just a bunch of people living together, working, living our lives. Do you ever worry that uh, you're one invasion away from that all ending? I mean, it's always a concern. It's always a possibility, but there's not really any reason anyone would want to invade. The mine is not very profitable. It barely supports us. So it's not like some big mining concern or corporation is going to want to come in and, and take over the planet for the Evium mine. There's really no money in it, and not for a large operation like that. And, I mean, it's cold as hell all the time here. Ice, snow, we can't grow anything. We've got to get all our food brought in off planet. I mean, nobody wants to live here. I don't think there's really any reason anyone would invade. I definitely hope you're right. It is obviously very great place that you've set up here as far as a community. And I would hope that that can continue. Well, you know, the doctor in town, have you met him? I have. Rika rolls her eyes. <laughs> uh, some of us feel a little uncomfortable going to him for medical help. He's always done right by us. But at the same time, if you ever get to talking to him about like philosophy and the Lorndon religion and everything, he's got some crazy ideas. I wouldn't want him poking around either. Yeah. <laughs> Kyan looks at, at Rico. What? You don't want to become a being of light? Uh, no. I absolutely do not want to become a being of light. Particularly not since it sounds like he does that by killing people. 
Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like to me, too. Yeah, no, it is very disturbing. Do you guys have any other options as far as doctors go? Well, as a matter of fact, a capable Matorb doctor came to town just recently, and I was talking with some of the other uh, townsfolk. We were kind of hoping maybe you'd consider staying here, Kayun. You could be the town's doctor. You'd be completely free. No Bratum, no bounty hunters, no nothing. More freedom than you've ever experienced in your life. Kyan is visibly shaken because this is not a bad offer. As much as he appreciates the ship, he still feels, whether it's justified or not, he feels responsible for the damage that's been done to the ship. And he is really wondering if he needs to not just kind of find a place to wait this out where he could actually be helpful. I mean, I feel like we need you too, Kyan. It's not like we don't get injured on a fairly regular basis. This is true. I don't know. I, I actually will have to think about that offer because uh, I, I'm, I'm currently being pulled in two different directions, leaving, leaving your people here with a doctor that I do not necessarily agree with is a concern, but I also have made some, some pretty tight bonds with my crew mates. So yeah, I'm going to have to give that some thought. I think you should talk it over with the captain. Okay. Well, it's the best place I've found. But it does seem like maybe you found uh, some people with your shipmates who appreciate you. So, you know, you do what you think is right. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for bringing this to my attention, though. It is uh, quite a compliment. Well, it looks like you guys are working. So I'll uh, let you be in peace. You still, owe me a, you still owe me a meal. Remember that. Oh, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> I would love to have dinner with you and uh, just hang out. That would, be, that would be really nice. I'd like that, too. And with that, he gets up and leaves the table. Are you considering it? I would be lying if I didn't say yes. There's a lot of thought that needs to go into that. I mean, I could understand why it uh, feels like a nice offer. It doesn't seem like a bad offer at all, but uh, you would certainly be missed aboard the uh, optimism. I think Kyan's especially taken aback by that because even though Rico and he have been working on this paper quite a lot, and, and I do think that they've formed a relationship. She appears very emotionally distant. And so this kind of feels a little touching to him. Yeah. I mean, that's literally as much emotion as you're ever going to get out of her. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. And I think he acknowledges that. I think he's been with her enough in these last couple of weeks that it kind of feels like, wow, that's, that's saying something. So he is now taking that as well into consideration. Who else is going to patch Hank up when he injures himself trying to put the ship back together? It's true. It's definitely a, a good point. I mean, we've blown him up twice already. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of becomes a little pensive. Should we take a break? Get back to the ship? See what's going on? Yeah, that might be that might be a good idea. All right. So you two are making your way back to the ship. Yeah, just to check in. Seems like it got a bit heavy in the pub, so let's just, you know, <laughs> change <of> pace. <laughs> <laughs> Rico is a lot like Joe's real best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Who anytime it gets a little bit like heavy, she's like, okay, so uh, <laughs> let's talk about geeky stuff. How about that last Marvel thing? <laughs> All right. When you say go back to the ship, is there anything you want to do? Does Kyan want to talk to Rory about the offer or anything? I know Rico suggested that. What is our departure time? Like how long are we still on this planet? At this point, you probably only have a few days left. 
Okay, I don't think he would talk to Rory immediately. Okay. I will be completely honest. Before today's session started, I was like, there's a lot of places that Kyan's character could go that would not be staying on the ship. And I had a bunch of character concepts in mind coming into it. So I would have no problem leaving him somewhere and bringing in a new character and then maybe revisiting him at a later time. But that would have to be, I think, a decision we make not on the spur of the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Seems fair. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. So I think the next significant thing that happens, it sounds like Rory was keeping pretty good tabs on the political situation on the old intergalactic internet. Yeah, she spent most of this time trolling comment sections. (laughs) All right. So at about 10 p.m., The night before Hank has said the ship may actually possibly be ready the next day to start flying again, Uh, the hole might actually be patched out. Rory sees on the internet, suddenly it's everywhere. Big, big breaking news. Senator Orca from CIRCOM, who had initially proposed the Federal Agency of Law Enforcement, was found dead. First reports imply that it was by his own hand. But there is an investigation underway, and there is a lot of rumor and speculation that it was absolutely not by his own hand, and that this was some retaliation or attempt to stop his proposed federal agency of law enforcement. Well, I'm kind of glad that we weren't asked to do that. Although I think that's very much what we were going to be asked to do. Yes, which is a problem in and of itself. I think we dodged a bullet there, Captain. Or somebody did. I said somebody didn't. Um, it wasn't the senator. <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> I'm wondering, how are we going to get out of this guild? Oh. Uh, Is this the time where we switch out banana bread for zucchini bread, rebrand the ship, tell What's-Her-Face that we lost the computers, and just disappear. Could we feasibly stay disappeared for long? What would we do for income? If we stayed on this planet, we would definitely disappear. True. Might not be the most exciting place to stay, though. Yeah, there is not a lot of good gossip on this planet. (laughs) I feel like two weeks is enough boring planet for me. I don't really want to go mining. So if we deliver the computers, Todd, remind me, are we essentially mobbed up here? Like, is there, like, when we were making the deal with, is it Audra? What's her name? Anya. Anya Breck. Anya Breck. Was there an out clause? Did we ever get to that? I believe you were strongly encouraged not to leave. I mean, because obviously we can't stay with a group that's just going to straight up murder somebody that isn't attacking them at the time. <laughs> that isn't justified. <laughs> yeah, I like you getting on your moral high horse about murder just there. <laughs> Kyan's actually kind of surprised at himself because this is very much out of character, but he's been influenced by y'all. He says, so we're pretty sure that this Anya Brecht sent somebody to assassinate the senator. Yes. Safe assumption. Yeah. Yes. Could have been us, but it wasn't. Finding evidence that it was might be something that we could use as leverage. And from everything that I've seen of us up till now, we are much better investigators than we are drug runners. Are you suggesting we become double agents? 
<laughs> well, as long as there's no locked doors involved, I think we're actually really kind of good at this investigating thing. And if we did, we could perhaps figure out how Anya Brecht is connected with this and then say, hey, if you let us out of the guild, we won't release this and make you a hunted individual. One step better. Why don't we just take down Anya Brecht in the guild from the inside? Uh, I mean, that seems like quite a big step as steps go. Well, I mean, the alternative is to keep working for them and then dying at the end of it when we're eventually going to refuse to kill someone. I thought we were also trying to find out what happened to your uncle... Uh, I can't remember some human name. Peter. Peter, there we go. Wasn't the guild part of what we thought was his problem? I mean, I had a sinking suspicion that they were related. But yeah, we can figure that out too. We can have two searches going at the same time. I just feel like at some point we're going to be asked to do something that we don't want to do and or that we just morally can't do. And what if we're the good guys? We can be doing our own policing, air quotes, from the inside. It's not a terrible idea. And I do think that the first step is to, to get that leverage. Yeah. That's a good thing to have in our back pocket so that we aren't in trouble. I mean, let's face it, y'all aren't good criminals. And so... <laughs> the captain telling it like it is. <laughs> and so, you know, we've, we've made some money. We can continue to make a little money, you know, and the best way to bring something down is by being ineffective inside. Doesn't seem like a terrible idea. I'm down. You're being real quiet, Hank. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what I can blow up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there'll be numerous opportunities to blow things up, possibly yourself again. <laughs> no, what can't you blow up, Hank? That's, the more, that's an easier question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> See? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that we've been playing kind of fast and loose here and have just narrowly escaped death a couple times. And there's going to be a point where we get blown up or we get asked to go eat a baby or kill a senator, and we're not going to do that. It doesn't matter how much money they pay us. Speaking of blowing things up, we never discussed option C for leaving the guild. We could always fake our deaths and blow up the cautious optimism. I don't like that idea at all. Well, I'm tired of fixing it. (laughs) As the editor of this podcast, I very strongly (laughs) encourage us not to get rid of the conscious optimism, (laughs) considering it's what the entire campaign is named after. And if we get a sweet, sweet logo made of a (laughs) banana bread, we don't want to get rid of that. It's our hook. It's what makes us human. (laughs) Options. Just saying. There is one option that we haven't tossed out there. We could always just stage a coup and take over the guild ourselves. Oh, do we know enough about it? Not yet. I mean, I feel like whether we're taking it down from the inside or planning on staging a coup, I think we need to know quite a bit more about how it operates and who the important people are. We've only ever met, well, in fact, we've not even met her. We've only ever had one contact there. I think that that plan can run concurrently with the plan of bringing down the guild. And we just fill the vacuum. Fill the vacuum. Create a vacuum and then fill it. I like this plan. (laughs) It's going to be really hard to talk me out of this plan. (laughs) I mean, it gives us something to do for sure. And something that's good for the universe. And Todd's rewriting act three of the (laughs) (laughs) Poor Todd. (laughs) I was like, I did not expect. (laughs) 
No, I haven't written an act three because it all hinges on the decisions and actions that you guys take. So I want you guys to feel free to pursue whatever course of action you want. And I, I will create the world around your choices. We are staging a coup. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of fighting Emperor Palpatine, let's just all become Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> But a good one. A kinder, gentler Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> with moisturizer. With better skin. <laughs> with a proper facial care regime. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. SBF people, look into it. <laughs> or, sorry, Raven, Sun Factor Cream. <laughs> so Kyan is way more organized than Joe is. So he immediately pulls out like a tablet and is like, all right, so to-do list. <laughs> Step one. Top of the list should be delivering these computers so that we can keep ship calm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're with us for the duration then, Kyan. Definitely for now. What do you mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to have something to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of looking over at Rico like, thanks. <laughs> and suspicious that she did this on purpose. <laughs> and you just see a little like flick up the like, corners of her mouth and like one of her ears flicks slightly like cats when they're super smug so i was approached by what's the guy's name is it rayan freean i think freean oh feeben feeben i should say feeben the other day about possibly staying and acting as this settlement's doctor Oh my god, what an amazing opportunity! Because as we all know, the current doctor's a little wacky in the head. So it's definitely a interesting offer. It's not an offer I know that I am quite willing to do right now. But isn't that what you've wanted? To be able to freely practice medicine without anybody telling you you're not good enough? These people want you to be their doctor. Well, we want you to be our doctor too. Right. I told him that. But Rory, we can't hold him back if this is to be his ultimate destiny. I completely agree. He's a free agent. He could do whatever he wants. If he wants to stay here on this terrible, boring ice planet and save these 11 people from doing, I guess, nothing, because they're never going to get hurt, and break my heart, that's fine. Or you could stay on the cautious optimism with the crew that loves you and straight up murder two people to keep you here. (laughs) And would do it again. His head is bowed, and it's like he's twiddling all four of his thumbs. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Hank has turned full force towards Rory. But just think about it this way. It's a lot easier to smuggle drugs if we're not having to protect him at war all the time. <gasps> so that was kind of harsh. Hello. I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. We're starting to bring Season 1 of Cautious Optimism to a close. Season 2 will be releasing sometime in November. We're pretty proud of our little crew and would love to share them with more people. So, if you enjoy our show, do us a favor and let your friends know. If you know someone who enjoys actual plays, drop our name. Have them check us out. And we love hearing feedback from our listeners. So go follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and if you want to chat with us in real time, go check out our Slack channel over on the geek to geek Media Network Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek 2 geekmediacom 
And finally, you can also email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Or leave us a voice message by clicking on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com, and I may include your comment in the mid-show intermission. October is quickly approaching, and we're hoping to have a few contests for spooky season, so make sure you're on our social media so we can get that information out to you and include you on all the fun that's coming up. Now, speaking of spooky season, we're getting a head start by talking zombies on Geektitude for the rest of September and October. Last week, we talked about the movie that established the genre, George Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Katie, who plays Beth over on What Is Not, joined me to talk about both the original and the 1990 remake. And this week, we'll be talking about both the Romero and Snyder versions of Dawn of the Dead. If you've always wanted to own your own farm, but you've always had very vivid dreams about being abducted from a cornfield by aliens and often question whether they are indeed actually dreams, you might like Todd and Bama's new podcast, Farming Simulated. Go check out their show and learn everything you ever wanted to know about Farming Simulator. To get a little more Kelly Hightower in your life, head over and check out a retro episode of Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, an episode with a foreword from super friend to the show, Will Benson. And of course, you can catch Raven on Girls Gone Wow, Todd on Nerdberg Review, and Bama Shocks over on King of the Heel. That's it for me this week. I'll be back on Friday, September 24th for the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see how badly words hurt right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. But just think about it this way. It's a lot easier to smuggle drugs if we're not having to protect a matorb all the time. <gasps> oh. Um. Rico stares at Hank like, wow. I did it on purpose because, you know, we're all prone to outbursts where we don't say exactly what we mean and it comes out way worse than we intended. I, I did this on purpose. <laughs> and I look over at Kayun. Please understand what I'm trying to say here. This would be an amazing opportunity for you, and it would also take the target off of our back. It would be a win-win situation, and it would be a lose situation for our hearts, because we, yes, we do love you. Otherwise, we wouldn't have killed those two guys for you. We would kill a thousand to keep you safe. The wind has been knocked out of him a little bit. He doesn't know quite what to say to all of that. And he's like, well, I, I was going to say that the biggest problem with staying here is that I am the first Matorb doctor and he's getting a little teary-eyed and he goes um the responsibility that that carries is very heavy and i'm gonna try something that was unsuccessful in the last session i'm going to calmly put my friendly hand on his forearm in support of him (laughs) got it 
Hank be touching? He puts one of his hands on Hank's hand and a I appreciate it kind of gesture. And he says, so here's the situation. There is a bit of guilt that goes along with hiding myself away. And while I do think I could help these people out, hiding myself and my accomplishments to make life easier on myself is not something that I am quite willing to do yet. And so, especially since this crew is moving towards flying a little bit more legitimately and maybe doing some not so good things to get there, I get that. But if you guys will still have me, I think I am at least here to ride out the guild situation. Oh, thank God. It was killing me playing devil's advocate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kyan, you don't put a target on our back. We've got plenty of targets on our backs. Yours is not any great burden to bear. It's not. And anyway, these people aren't going anywhere. So if you change, you can always come back. You can always write it down as your retirement plan. Exactly. (laughs) That's assuming they don't all become beings of energy while we're gone. (laughs) Well, we'll warn them about that before we leave. (laughs) I mean, it sounded like they understood what was happening in that regard. So, yeah. Well, would they be better off if we left them with no doctor? Um, Wink. I think possibly not. No, we're not murdering. We're not those people. No, no, we're not just randomly murdering people. I thought we were now bringing down the guild because the guild was randomly murdering people. (laughs) So we're not going to randomly murder people. Right. I'll be back. No. Hey, (laughs) you can't murder the doctor. That's an order. No, no, no. I got to go. I got to go speak to Tira. Okay. Yeah. The dog person. Yeah, I have no control over the dog person. Deception check. (laughs) Oh, is he really going to go and do this? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Should the camera pan over to Tira, who's finishing up in the cargo bay, and have a scene with Hank? Sure. As Hank enters the cargo bay, Tira looks over and says, I think it's all ready to rye, as much as it ever rise. Well, any improvements we have been able to make on this, Tira, it is, promise you, it's better than when we started. I have enjoyed the past two weeks with you. I know there's been a tension between you and our science officer, but racial tensions are understandable. But at the same time, I'm going to miss working with you. Rangru, I'm going to wish you rue. <laughs> oh. Now kiss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that makes what I was fixing to do anticlimactic. I'm going to open up my <laughs> open up my arms for a hug, but you know, oh. and Tira runs at you and embraces you in a big old bear hug. No, I embrace her back. What always Ray O'Reilly? Yeah, we were discussing options around those, but we do have a time sensitive shipment that we're two weeks late on. Wrong, wrong, Ray. You're writing adventures. I'll send you a Gmail. <laughs> All right. That's a deep cut for Adventure Zone fans. <laughs> it was a good one. I liked it. Uh, are we paying the dog? Yeah, we got to pay. Uh, y'all don't even know about that. I guess she needs to present me with her iPad invoice so that I can thumbprint it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she goes ahead and does that. Has a little pad. It's about 20 years old from what you can tell, but it functions. And I will pay her out of my personal account. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. There's plenty of money in the ship account, but sure. Well, I mean, I don't think any of you are around, so. Nope. You missed the initial conversation. Nobody ever asked me about it, so I just took it upon myself. Well, just as long as you know that in no way does that entitle you to any portion or <laughs> <laughs> That's fine with me. You can pay whatever you want. 
<laughs> and she puts the pad away and says, if you reverend Rish Rector of Race again, rum it. I will definitely rum it. Ray. And with that, your ship is all patched up and repaired and ready to go. And Tira heads out the door. Shipcom, patch me through to Captain Rory, please. Beep, beep, boop. Rory here. Captain, all repairs have been finalized. We are set to leave this frozen rock. Fantastic. Shipcom, locate all the crew. So where has Rico and Hank gone at this point? You mean Kayun? Because Hank is Kayun. in the car. Yes, I know where Hank is. <laughs> where did Kayun? I'm sorry. I'm so bad with names. <laughs> Kayun, I think, has gone to his quarters to just kind of decompress. That was that was heavy. All right. Rico's in the galley drinking coffee. Rico is in the galley consuming more caffeine. Kayun is in his quarters. Hank is in the cargo bay. So everybody's here. So just open up the intercom for me, please. Shipwide. Beep, beep, boop. Attention crew of the Cautious Optimism. We will be leaving this planet in approximately 30 minutes. So you got stuff to do. Get it done. And then I cut off. <laughs> Both the intercom and emotionally. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can end the episode right here with the ship ready to begin its next big adventure. I disagree. Oh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I guess every, we, we all heard where everybody was. I'm going to go to the galley where I know Rico is by herself. Uh-oh. Oh, one more scene. Did you save a cup for me, Rico? Of course. Here you are. I, I wanted to apologize for my actions a few weeks ago. I, I know that I have grown as a person, but I, I do still struggle with personal boundaries. I only meant to reach out to you in in a friendly support manner, and I understand that was crossing a line and at the wrong time. Ah, I see. Uh, I apologize that uh, I misinterpreted your intention. My people are rather aloof. We We don't like to be touched very much. I, I, I understand this now. Um, unfortunately for myself, us humans, people we are, or, or we think we're close to, we're not afraid of a casual touch. And I didn't realize that that might be an, a species by species thing or even a person by person thing. And I assure you, unless it's to save your life, I, I won't touch you again. Well, that is much appreciated. Thank you, Hank. You're welcome. I think you have grown a lot since I came aboard the ship. Thank you. Next time on Cautious Optimism. Dulonia Research Center. It's a research center used to study mostly gravitational research. We pretty much have decided we want to get away from the guild and potentially take down the guild. Apparently, you were in a firefight recently. Our mutual friends wanted to make sure that you were prepared to defend yourself if that happens again. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at 
pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 